Hello and welcome back to Franchise Sports Talk Baseball. Uh, this week we are going to talk about the storylines as we head into the final six weeks of the season. Or maybe it's seven weeks, I don't know, I've lost count. Um, but anyway, I'm Joe and I'm joined by Sam, as always. Um, so I think you had an idea, Sam, here. You had some storylines. I've got like three things. You wanted to... Uh... Um as is in any sort of media, well, I guess we have to start with the Yankees, as that is what happens. Even if the news is not about the Yankees, yeah. the news is about the Yankees. So that's what we're going to do to stay true to all of Major League Baseball discourse. Um, so they're basically rubbish, suddenly. They were, there was all this, like, they're going to break the record for team wins, and they're 8-15 and 15 since the All-Star break, which, um, well, that's just horrendous, isn't it? That's like really, really awful sort of stretch. Um, they now have fewer wins than the Mets, yeah. the Dodgers, and the Astros. Stanton's on the IL. Carpenter's on the IL. The bullpen is not as good as it was. And the rotation, which that was the real kind of stunning thing at the start of the year. Multiple Cy Young candidates, all, all that jazz. Since June, so you look well. We're not really doing very well on counting weeks so far here. Is that like 10 weeks, isn't it? Since the start of June-ish? Yeah. Uh, They're like middle of the pack yeah. in rotation ERA, which, I mean, you can be a contender with that sort of rotation, but you can't have a bullpen that's blowing games and your offense has to be like yeah, great even beyond judge, which it hasn't been. Benintendi's not been great since the trade. No, although... Judge has got one point four six. It's a good job he does because they basically. I mean, they've still gone eight and fifteen with someone doing that. Yeah, I mean that they're still comfortable above six hundred. Like they're going to win their division still, but yeah, it's not. Yeah, so it's interesting as a storyline goes. Like, um, it's not. It's not something that for the regular season necessarily matters because I mean they're going to win their ten games clear. Um, they can't even get caught because the central is so rubbish. They can't even get caught by them and then end up as the three seed, which would be problematic. Um, but it is like yeah. they now, what if they carry on like sliding like this for the next month or so, they go into the playoffs with not a dominant rotation. Like a couple of their hitters not really getting going or coming off injuries, like going to the playoffs. It's a very different thing from it looked like they might win 120 games at one yeah. point. It's, I think it's also always as well, it's a lot better if yeah. you get the wins in the second half in terms of winning the World Series. It's, um, it's like your record then. They're going to go to the World Series, well, not World Series, the postseason. With their record been for like six months or something ridiculous. Like they, they could go into October having basically yeah. played like three or four months of kind of bad baseball, and then you get yeah. into like who is this team? Like they could, they could be like below. Yeah, they could be below five hundred for like the second half of the season, and still win their division because of how good they were in the first half. Yeah, well, I, I mean, it would probably. He's really quite hard to blow 10 games from here, isn't it? Yeah. Um, 
But yeah, two and eight in the last ten. There's also well. the uh, Judge um, Atani MVP uh, thing that's kind of tied tied into this. Uh, a lot like Judge has a massive advantage over Atani on War, although quite a lot of people have made the point that War isn't necessarily equipped to like deal with the value that Atani provides. Um, in that it doesn't cover for the fact that he provides elite production at two positions. But only costs one position on the roster. Yeah, I guess the thing is though that roster spot only really matters if you make use of the rest of the yeah. rosters. Spots. Also, I think Judge, he's playing in New York. He might break the American League home run record. He's definitely going to win MVP. Yeah, I don't think like there's much doubt about it. Yeah, I'm not sure who I'd actually vote for. Partly because getting to a little bit this thing with the Tarni like. Are we sure? Are we sure we're gonna like want to get to the end of his career and it's gonna be like he's won, he wins like two MVPs or something? Basically, every time he plays at the moment, it's uh, something that like literally no one has ever done before. Um, but that's gonna be a, an ongoing conversation that I'm sure is gonna be quite repetitive for the rest of the season. Yeah. Um, I guess if you if you talk about uh team just being competitive as well, which I guess to a lot of people doesn't matter in that. But the Yankees are obviously a lot a lot better, a lot more competitive than the Angels. But yeah, let's Yeah, I, I mean if they probably. if they were close to it, it would definitely make it more of an interesting debate, I think, wouldn't it? Like rightly or wrongly. Um and I the Atani thing is difficult like if Judge wasn't being so ridiculous, Atani would win this in a landslide. He's, he's basically he's very similar to the Trout stuff where he only is not going to win MVP if someone does something historic like judges. Because he this year, he's on like yeah sort of near the top of Cy Young ballot pace and is like an all-star hitter. Like he, he'd almost be in the MVP conversation as just a hitter and he's going to get like lots of Cy Young votes too. Yeah, it's tricky, isn't it? That it like just feels ridiculous when you say those two things. That, like, what he's not going to win, he's not going to win the most valuable player award. I don't, I don't know. But it's a weird thing with the MVP award as well. Yeah. So how so much does the fact it. that he's an ace count for it? Because normal aces don't get anywhere near winning MVP anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, does does that even count towards MVP? Who knows. I mean, no. it should do, but a lot of times that, it doesn't seem of, to. I've not got a great deal else in the Yankees. I just thought it's worth mentioning that their trajectory is actually pretty like ugly at the moment and with the injuries. Yeah. Yeah, I think at this point of the season as well, yeah. the trajectory matters a lot um, with these teams. Um, I mean, I don't know if you wanted to um, hang on with your list. I don't know what's on your list, so I could end up like we could end up going completely well, off what, the rails. What's the here thing that you want to touch going... on? Um, I was going to talk, just generally talk about wildcard races, but um, I think you've. Well, you've got I've got two that are more your list? Uh, divisional um, that obviously are going to affect the wildcards. So, one of the things is the Brewers, and then the others is just like the AL Central as a whole. Because that's our our only like three team race. Um, 
the Brewers thing is just they made that like we're going to keep contending, but we don't ever want to bottom out, so we're going to trade Hader and get more stuff move. Um, and in a very small sample yeah. since then, they have the 20th bullpen ERA since the trade deadline. Only a couple of weeks, admittedly. Um, the offense is like actually decent. It's like 10th since June by White Runs Credit Plus, which is fine. Yeah. And Robbie Keston Hura is back up. Robbie has been... Because, yeah, and is he good? Um, and yeah, and like he's actually been good. They sent him down for one of those like roster crunch things, which is always a bit of a shame. Like, he was playing well earlier in the year and got sent down because they needed to send someone down. Yeah, because didn't he come up when he first came up? He was really good, wasn't he? And then he just yeah, and obviously the Yelich situation, like the offense, you still oh. look at it on paper, it doesn't really look up to it compared to basically any other contender. The rotation, Corbin Burns, still awesome. The guys behind him are not what it was last year where they had like this three-headed monster going on. Ashby's not been as good as they would have hoped. Yeah. Sort of a bit of a work in progress, I guess. I just think it's like a really interesting team-building thing that we spoke about a little bit in our trade deadline podcast where they traded away a guy that like for the last few years yeah. had basically been the best reliever in the sport. Um. And then if they drop off, it's not just because if they, that they traded away Josh Hader, but he's not a great look. He's like a stroke of genius. If they were to still win the division, no. it's amazing, doesn't it? Oh, you've got stuff and you won the division. And then like, if it goes south, which it has, they've dropped off a little bit. They're 1.5 back of the Cardinals. Is you quite quickly get like, oh, why did you do that? Like, what, what's going on there? Like, you could sort of aiming for mediocrity almost is where it risks it can look like I think. Yeah, it's like a raising the floor move, isn't it? Almost is what they've done, um, which is never really that exciting. Um, but who've they? So I think the thing is as well with these since the All Star break, which I always like, is looking at who they've played against. Like who is it they've lost games to? Um okay, they lost they lost a few That's to Pittsburgh, it looks like, which is not That's not not the one. They lost three in a row to the Pirates. They lost fact. a couple to the Reds um, as well, and then they've just lost a series to the Cardinals, which kind of swung top of the division. Yeah. So the Cardinals one, obviously, is like... Tonight, yeah, the they begin a four-game really series with the Dodgers. But... Three with the Cubs, three more with the Dodgers. Then Cubs, Pirates, Diamondbacks, Rockies. But, like, so that's that's a lot of game with the Dodgers, isn't it? That could be bad. The Dodgers, who basically don't lose ever yeah. again now, they just don't lose any games these days. Yeah. Um... So would you would you have them or the Cardinals down for the Sancho at the moment? I think I'd go. For, they're both like really flawed. I think I'd go Cardinals. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I mean, just, they are in the lead at the moment. I don't really know what like the Brewers' situation is. Is they're a weird? They're in a really weird spot. And the Hader trade is not about like that's at the actual impact of that trade. It's more kind of what. 
what you're aiming for, if you like. And then you look at the rest of the yeah. results. So the Yelich thing, they had that like crazy MVP couple of years for him. And he's now like not that guy at all. I don't, I don't love like what their upside is because the thing with Haders we've seen was they always like had if they get to the playoffs there's a chance they just get. Yeah, he's, he's when a he's really good right, player, which is like playoffs. okay, maybe he's not, and then he loses it for um, you. But there's a, it's possible that you just have their three like dominant starters and then another guy. And then whenever they're ahead in the seventh inning, Hader comes and you have no chance. Yeah. I think the thing for the Cardinals, um, I maybe when we talked about them earlier in the year, I think I might have said that they just seem like a really well-balanced team. Um, maybe like you would have felt maybe they could do a bit more in the rotation. Um, but actually what's happened to that, I mean, the fact they're doing well as well is kind of, good but they've a lot of their hitters have not performed like guys that were good last year they're basically carried That's by the thing with having the mega stars year, isn't it the offense yeah but but like tyler o'neill was good yeah like he was really good last year wasn't he they've got some decent That's stuff from gorman maybe. and um donovan um, at least they just have this like depth of young talent with upside. Yeah. Um, but they've actually ended up with yeah, Pujols being really one of their better hitters. To, to happen. I liked the um, Quintana and Montgomery trades, like sort of, I guess. Um, it's, they're not exactly exciting moves. I, the bait of Montgomery, yeah. I think we spoke about in the last pod, is curious. But like, that's kind of and guys that you yeah more like, rotation can depth. sort of trust, they're not going to lose you games, probably. Now, I mean, they've had two starts each. Montgomery's not giving up a run uh, in eleven innings, and Quintana uh, has given up three in twelve innings pitched. Yeah, there's a chance so, they're not going to be quite good like starts that. from both. But of them. they are guys that were pitching well at their previous teams. Take some no, guys I'm, that are not good years. Like that, but, but it's like the, the guys like that as well that you they could have a good run, couldn't they? Have a good run down the stretch, and it's like that. that also, makes when difference. you've got hitters like Goldschmidt and close division Arenado, race. they they just have like. That yeah. kind of explosive. There's going to be quite a few games down the stretch that they just get like one for them by like two or three hitters. Yeah. Um, I mean, he's going to win the MVP, isn't he? Showing since. Um, probably. I don't know. I don't know who else is going to be able to really get close to him. I mean, you, you would have said Soto. Like Soto is one of the favourites, but he's he's having a down year by his standards. Not quite big. Is yeah. Lopez still like nine hundred though? I mean, Goldschmidt's is over a thousand. That's not yeah. It's... If you can take a star, even if you have to pay loads of money, both of those trades they barely had to give anything up. Yeah, it's the way to do it, really, isn't it? 
I mean, although Soto, since he's gone to the Padres, is um, 1.03 yeah. OPS. 480 on base percentage. So, you know, I mean, if he keeps that up, it's going to converge on, on the yeah. thousand. Um, have you got anything else on the that uh, kind of race in the central? Because that's also obviously going to be whoever loses that is in the wildcard bundle. Uh, well, are they definitely? Well, they're in the. That's what I mean. That's why it's a particularly interesting card, battle. So I was going to. What about the AL, the Central, in the other league is also yeah. a similar thing, where they're close. Yeah. Um, maybe we should go on to the uh, that World Cup race then as well, and what that could mean for the loser of that race, because at the moment. Um, so the Brewers are in second place at the moment. They're in the third wildcard spot. No, they're not. Are they? No, they're not. Actually, they're not that out of the wildcard. Because the Braves have had an amazing run. It's Braves, Padres, Phillies um, in the wildcard spots. So the Braves are at the moment looking pretty comfortable in the wildcard. Um, I mean, the Padres are in there by a few games. It would be kind of amazing if the Padres didn't make the postseason you would think although sort of funny as well it'd also be very on brand for just how kind of stuff goes for that franchise sometimes wouldn't it yeah but um i don't know yeah you say that they're only maybe they won't uh Um, they've got 65 wins they've they've got 52 losses it's better to do the loss column isn't it they've got the same number of losses as the brewers and, and one more loss than the phillies Um. Yeah. So yeah, they maybe yeah maybe they're not really anywhere ahead of them really, but they've got Soto now, so they should improve. Yeah, well, like we spoke about in the previous pod though, like their rotation is a lot of it, isn't it? Is so the offense was a weakness earlier in the year that should now be fortified, but kind of need to see less all of their rotation firing together for months before I believe it can actually happen. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't really trust many of them. I mean, like Darvish and Snell particularly, for any any one game they can blow it for you. Um, yeah, so you outside of them though, it's then it's the Phillies in it isn't it it's like going to be two of the Brewers Phillies and Padres is what it looks like at the moment yeah most likely um and I mean the Phillies although the Phillies were trending upwards weren't they for quite a while I mean since the all-star even without Harper which is really impressive and they um they ditched Gregorius which, I mean, was kind of a long time coming, I think. Yeah, I mean, Noether and Wheeler at the head of the rotation really is like huge for them, isn't it? Those two, followed by Ranger Suarez, Kyle Gibson and Syndergaard is actually a really strong five. I think in a a race like this, down the stretch... Um, a lot goes to 
just five guys that you think like you can trust. They've all, obviously, I mean, Syndergaard occasionally, I think even this year, he's had a couple of those where it just like goes a bit wrong. But guys that like you know are major league starting pitchers. Yeah, they've also, um, and their bullpen has actually been like competent yeah, as well this year. Which is nice, isn't it? That is nice. For once. I think that's really been the difference, isn't it, for them this year compared yeah, to They like broke records, didn't they, for bullpen incompetence. They're actually fifth in wins above average from their bullpen. So yeah, although then it's a bit, really it's much of a muchness. Some of this list, like it's quite. Other than the Orioles, are like, yeah, they've got almost double as many wins above average as any other team from their bullpen. They've got like the best bullpen in the sport by miles, but then like the rest, yeah. What the Orioles? That's interesting, isn't it? Because they, when they were good, they used to have a good bullpen. I mean, their rotation was never particularly good. But when they were last good, yeah. it was like all about the ballpen. And not well. using the potential Cy Young winning reliever. Yeah. Zach Britton. Yeah, Zach Gibbons. Britton, Darren O'Day. Michael Gibbons. Some yeah, other people. Loads, loads of other people, Can't I guess. Um, yeah, it, it's. We've got. Because there's kind of luck of the draw with this new wildcard system. Was it seems like it should make it more interesting. But it's also possible sometimes that you just have the right number of teams are better than the others, if that makes sense. So that you don't have this, like, at the moment we've got three after going to two spots. Yeah. Uh, which makes it... Whereas, yeah, all it would take is one of those teams had, like, an awful fortnight well, now, be. and then it quite quickly becomes... wasn't. Yeah, and then it's like the extra wildcard yeah. slide which makes it less interesting. Um, although, I don't know, I think we we got to mention it, but the Giants maybe just about kept um, themselves in yeah, it. Yeah, I'm I'm not convinced. They're five hundred. Six out. They're so, they're six behind. But I mean a lot of that five hundred is they basically got swept they got swept twice by the Dodgers since the All Star yeah. break. Um when the Dodgers are winning every single game. And they've just swept the Pirates. So very, very inconsistent since the All-Star break. It's like losing they, streaks and winning streaks. Um, but then the losing streaks... The really interesting thing the with Dodgers, the Giants, though, so. so when you look at strength of schedule, because it's just done on average winning percentage, which is a bit of a clumsy method, I think, sometimes, the Giants are ninth. But that's partly just because they play the Dodgers six times. Braves three times, Padres six times, Phillies three times, Brewers twice, Twins three times. But then the other end of the spectrum is it's like it's all of those teams, like they go from the Dodgers, like basically unbeatable at the moment, it seems. Braves, maybe similar. And then the others, like, okay. Then a given series, they could be about the same level as the Giants, potentially. They play the Tigers twice. I guess the other thing was playing the. I was going to say playing the Brewers, Phillies, and Padres, though. Like. I mean, well, I think the more important bit come. is they've got 20 games combined um, against the Rockies and Diamondbacks. Yeah, that's why they've really got to feast, isn't it? And the fact they've just swept the Pirates maybe is maybe maybe this team can beat bad teams. 
who knows? I mean, I, the key is really is if the like some of the offense can get some consistency because that's the thing this year is they haven't really had that. And um, even with the like not great results in terms of wins since the All Star break, it's, I think there's some signs of that. I mean, like Joe Bart's been a lot better, hasn't he? Um, like Yastrzemski's had a, like a couple of good games and stuff, but yeah. Um, they're just about hanging in there, I'd say. But there is, they're also, I would say, the ultimate optimism here is that if they do make it, they're, they're in the position where to make it, they now have to go on a run. And then they'll be going into October. They also can't field the on ball a run. so they get to the playoffs and it's not going to matter. They're going to lose loads of games because yeah, well, they can't throw the ball to first base. They, they got rid of Darren Ruff and they've they basically JD Davis is now playing as their Darren Ruff. They're still just desperately short on like athleticism, though, aren't they? I think that will be. They, they've been hit quite a bit by some guys getting old very quickly. Guys who had these bounce back years last year, like particularly physically, that they are now look like their age. Yeah. Which has contributed to this, just like a roster of DHs. Yeah. Well. Like, well, the Stella, who was injured to start the year. Well, and even now, Bell, he is now a Bell had a great year last disease. year. He's been playing hurt and can't and field the same as he used to be able to. Yeah. Um, yeah, let's not, let's not get too bogged down on them because yeah. they are, what, to be honest, to the neutral, they're one of the least interesting right. teams in the league at the moment. They, well, yeah, they just, do exist. I just want to point That's out true. that they're there. The, the 57 and 57 San Francisco Giants. They are 50 wins they behind could, where they, they were last year. It. By the end of the season. Um, not at this point. They didn't have yeah. 107 wins at this point because... Um, that would be 107 wins from 114 games, which would be, yeah, that would be good. That would be pretty good, wouldn't it? No. Pretty sure nobody's done that. Um, Should we go to the other side of the league? Yeah. Of the sport? Let's, let's go to the American League. There's actually quite a lot. Well, it's quite a lot closer, isn't it, on that side? Can we start with the Central? Um I mean, you were talking about the central division, so yeah, let's. Because I central. like these let's ones go, where there's. The... While I'm pro expanded playoffs, I do also race. like the jeopardy. I kind of like where if you're in a rubbish division where no one wins that many games, if you don't win your division, you don't make the playoffs. It sort of feels like a nice punishment. Yeah. Um, although the thing is of how it's changed now is because it's a bad division. There's not real any real difference between winning the division and. Getting wildcard, although I guess seeding in the wildcard round, but you basically you have to go through yeah, the wildcard anyway. The fact is that it's a bad division. So, whereas in the NL, the Brewers slash Cardinals, whoever's second, is going to have a chance at the wildcard, it's more likely. They've got a chance, but there's yeah. quite a lot of teams above them at the moment. Um, in, and um, there's three of them who are really close. They've got like a three way race for the division. And in all likelihood, this one who comes second is not even going to get a wild card spot, which is kind of fun, yeah. isn't it? And it is that way. You should all you should all win yeah. more games, then I guess. Basically, that's your problem. Is the Cleveland League have got sixty one yeah. and fifty three? They've got a lower winning percentage 
than the Blue Jays. The Rays are third in the East, 60 and 53, one win behind Cleveland. Yeah. And the Orioles. Are two games have, back. Well, the Orioles have got a better win. The Orioles are two games back Red of the. They're fourth in the East, and they're two games back of Cleveland, who's top of the Central. Even yeah. the Mariners have got a better um, uh, winning. Oh, no. Wait, they've got one one more loss, one more win. They do. The Mariners yeah, one more loss, one more, more win than Cleveland. So, like, the division being that weak, it's kind of. Um, I know this is maybe not the intention of expanding the playoffs. I think it's sort of fun that you get you get the drama in the weakest division is where you don't have like the yeah. Um, and to be honest, well, the Twins obviously are going going for it, and they've got Correa. He can, he can opt out after yeah, this year. I've got, some got an stuff opt out every twins. year. Oh, sorry, you go ahead. You go ahead. I was going to say they're obviously like they went all in as well with those trades. So it is being third in like the worst division. They're under huge Not pressure. Ideal, but so are the White Sox. Yeah, because they're meant to be good. They basically yeah. sucked. The White for Sox ages to... should be good now. They had all these amazing prospects, and they're all here now. All of them are here. Some of them have been and gone, like Carl Shredone. Um. And they're still they're, they're now not bad. They're not. Dylan Cease has given up like one run either. in three months or something insane. And they they've they have they have actually improved because they were sub five hundred for a bit. Um, but they are they're under pressure. I think the Twins are right. So they made those really aggressive moves. They've got a really really nice run actually. So not only do they play nine against the White Sox and eight against Cleveland, so it's very much in their hands with those. They've got nine against the Royals, four against the Rangers, and three each against the Angels, Tigers, and Red Sox. Yeah, so no, what they're not playing any of the like. They've not got. Really they've not got the Mariners, Astros, Yankees, Jays, Rays, or even the Orioles, who have actually been on that sort of trajectory lately. So. Yeah, they're basically all almost entirely against teams that yeah. are worse. Yeah, and the ones that aren't is Cleveland. Or all, all, all the teams they're so, competing for. Yeah. Um, the Cleveland also have before, a very so, yeah. nice schedule, partly because if you're in that division, you end up playing the Royals and the Tigers a lot. Um, they are best in the division by like their contact numbers on both sides of the ball. Uh, and all year, the Twins have been really good with their like expected hitting numbers, like right up there with the Yankees. But the bullpen, again, I did this earlier with the like, it's only two weeks, but they needed to fix their bullpen. They're 25th in relief ERA since the trade deadline. That's uh, that, that's not what they were looking for. Yeah. And um, in general here, there's a little bit of like, uh, offense versus defense is the Twins are like this elite offense team, and Cleveland basically, as it's been for a couple of years now, apart from Jose Ramirez, um, and like a couple of his friends on the team, like they've just got a couple of other guys with them, haven't they? But it's like it's mainly they've got Jose Ramirez, and then, yeah. then it's like strong bullpen again, decent rotation, just like finding ways to win, sort of stuff, isn't it? 
and there's a bit of a contrast. And then the White Sox are like, yeah. oh, I don't know what the White Sox are like. Neither of those things. It's quite amazing what the Guardians have actually managed to do, though, isn't it? Because, um, I mean, like, like obviously they were actually good a while ago, quite a while ago now when they made the World Series and stuff, and had Lindor and a lot of other really great players. Um, and they basically let them all leave, like almost like and like trade people away for like nothing, like they're rebuilding just like salary cutting. I think it genuinely speaks to how division. bad the AL Central is. They are they were sub five hundred a month ago as well. They've gone eighteen yeah. and nine since July thirteenth. Um, yeah, they, they basically did like it wasn't quite a teardown because they didn't do it in one go, and they've had other pieces to just like slot in there. And Andres Jimenez obviously having a really great year, which helps out. I was a bit harsh with it just being Jose Ramirez, I know. But like in terms of name recognition, at least, is they've basically got this like massive star and then loads of just like yeah. guys. Some of them they've picked up from trades and have like, like obviously Jimenez. Um, yeah. I mean, isn't like Josh Naylor's had a great year, hasn't he? Yeah. Yeah, he's had a really nice year. Pretty too. good, at least. So he's, he's hit some bombs. Yeah. Um, and then the rotation, obviously, like um, they've got Bieber. Tristan McKenzie's had a uh, sneakily good year. And then just guys, like they just sort of get enough from people. And then they're one of these teams that just manages to do the bullpen thing. Like, I don't, sorry, not the bullpen thing in the raise way, but like, like we spoke about with other teams where they just, whatever they do, whoever they put in the bullpen, everything is on fire all the time. Yeah. And they're the opposite. Yeah, they just, just find. Like, they, yeah, they can like just find guys. Yeah, and they. Brian Shaw's there again. I mean, pen. like, he's up. He's only thirty-four, but I don't know how. how old is he? I swear, he was older than that when I started following baseball. So I don't really understand how he's thirty-four now. I don't get what's going on there. <laughs> he's not. He's not actually having a particularly good year, but yeah, you know. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if it's kind of impressive from the Guardians or just and the White Sox, particularly in that division, like who now should be like peaking, rushing these other teams at the stage of their rebuild. Yeah, um, and then just funny, like the Tigers. I mean, they're, they're not even in the race. There is a like, chance we got that one wrong. I was talking about, but. They, they were kind of meant to be, weren't they? This was their meant it's to be. It's possible we got that a bit wrong. The Javi Baez signing looks sort. like a genius move anyway, like I thought it was. It was really a masterstroke, that. Fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't really know what to say about the Mariners, to be honest. I've not got a huge amount to say about them. I'm just happy for them to end the playoff drought, which looks say. like they're going to do it. That's nice. That's good. Positive stuff. Um, yeah. The AL West for quite a long time now just like the Astros are too good yeah um, and well they've even let people leave but then replaced them with like proper star talent through their farm yeah mostly. oh the other thing they're one of those teams that kind of managed to have consistently a just amazing farm system or at least the top of their farm system is like produced like star players consistently. Yeah, yeah. And like proper stars, not like guys you make who are gonna be like one time all star maybe one day. 
lots of seasons hovering around league average hitter, but do some flashy stuff like actual ridiculous production level guys, and they just have like ultimate. I think that's the thing with the Astros as well, though, is like they've always had a lot of guys like that, and they just consistently just have ridiculous numbers, and they're not necessarily like. I think they've also been that's hit reputation-wise. I mean, obviously the reputation was hurt by the trash can stuff. I think that's even come down to like how they're portrayed, though. Is when they when they yeah. were first coming up, there was all this hype about everything they were doing, and now there's like none of that. Even though they're just as good, if not better, as a team, and their player development has been more impressive and like the rotation where they just like guys are just leaving or they get injured and then it's just oh Verlander's back okay fine you can kind of sell that's he's a freak but then they get another guy as well they just yeah. other people appear next to Verlander who've got like a 3.4 ERA or whatever for a whole season it's like oh okay fine there's other teams are giving up their whole farm to get a pitcher who might do that for a year yeah they're just their player development. It just seems to be good. They just seem to be an actual well-run. It's team, dangerous. Which, I don't know. I just said with their reputation, maybe that's a controversial. It's dangerous thing when to you've say. got a well-run team that also will um, spend a bit of money like they are. Um, was, we should quickly touch on the fact yeah. that the Rangers just fired their manager. In one of the more predictable things that could happen this year, I think, is um, I can't say I'll watch enough Rangers games to have a great like. I don't think baseball may be more than most sports like the takes on how good managers are is often like quite often like with the bullpen decisions it's like well yeah you've either got a good bullpen if you haven't like your decisions look clever if your reliever comes in and strikes the guys out then they if they throw a slider right down the middle at 82 miles yeah. an hour and it gets hit to the moon and it's oh you shouldn't have changed the picture it's like well i didn't yeah. have a picture to bring i, I had to change really, the picture i think to be honest the manager stuff yeah, that's what I mean. Is we can't, can't see. I don't know how we can really talk I think about that's it. Really what... Yeah, because the decisions, as you say, yeah, it's always, it just depends on the outcome. And because of baseball, the outcomes are kind of, there's a lot of randomness. So, But this one, as firing a guy and him having to take the fall for something goes, they spent an enormous amount of money, put together a roster that, um, I, we could probably go and find the clip of us talking about it in the off season. Well, well this is this fun to see a team doing this. Not sure why they've done that. Yeah, then then they have fifty one sixty three at the moment. I don't know. That seems like what I would have said that roster was going to be, even after they got Seager and Semien. That seems quite similar to like yeah. where they seem like they should be. And it's like well, someone's got to take the blame, haven't they? Not to mention that Semien. Although he had that bounce back from a really horrible start, he's um, got an on-base percentage under 300 and a slugging under 400 this year. That's not the manager's fault, is it? Oh, that you just dear. spent all that money on a guy and it turns out he's not hitting no. at the start of a monster contract. Seager is actually having a nice enough year. Nate Lowe's having a good year. But it's like, okay, the rest of it, I mean, yeah, it looks sort of how you'd you'd think it might look, to be honest. They've even got like a really strong year from Martin Perez, who was one of the guys that weirdly didn't get traded. And um, it's like, I don't know. I mean, he can't... The the team is performing how you'd think it would perform. Yeah. Um, I guess the manager gets fired and then the GM goes is what happens with that thing, isn't it? Yeah. 
I reckon yeah. let's go. Let's move on to the East. And um, well, there's actual teams that can compete in the place just, up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, and I mean, well, one of the teams that was doing that for a long time was the Orioles. And I, they're good, which seems to feel like come out of nowhere. I mean, I didn't expect I've, this seems too soon. The one thing I give the Orioles here they are. is they were not clogging the place up like some of these other teams. When they were bad, they were historically bad. Yeah. They're going to ruin to being bad. everything for a while. And one of the pre- pieces they got from doing that was Adley Rutschman, who's been like one of the best hitters in the sport over the last couple of months. Yeah. Well, I've just looked at some numbers as well. Do you realize, so since the All-Star break, Anthony Santander yeah. has a 9.84 OPS. And he's now currently has, has 20 homers on the season. And Jorge Mateo. Yeah. Jorge Mateo. I mean, could he even hit a baseball? I, I didn't think he was even anything of a hitter at all before. Like before this season. Nine the seven thing is, nine he's OPS not even much of a hitter this season. That's what's ridiculous. He's got a 6.86 OPS for the season. Yeah, I mean, that's what I mean. That's what I thought he was. He's just like a... He must have stumped the place up, mustn't he, before? In the first half of the um, year. Yeah. Really, really badly. But basically, I mean, yeah, it's probably not going to last. Maybe it's not going to last and maybe they're not going to make the playoffs. But they've got a sniff of the playoffs. Coming into this season, somehow. I would have said the Orioles being bottom um, of the AL East was like one of the things I was most confident in, though. And it looks like that's not going to happen. Like, I know that sounds yeah. really kind of patronising. Yeah, I know they still could they be. They but still could the Red be. Sox are trending in the wrong direction. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, they're basically Rutschman. Obviously, was set bedding in for a bit. Was like okay. He didn't even bed and in for that long. He played ten games in May, five two nine, twenty two in June, seven seven five. It's like if he was that all year, that would be really good. July eight five nine. August 900. Yeah. yeah. Those July and August numbers, I mean, for a catcher, that is like, if, well, if you have any kind of consistency with that, and the fact that you he's win doing MVP. that already for If you like catch for months, a season and you have an 80 OPS. Yeah. Yeah. You're gonna, yeah, that's like MVP yeah. contending stuff as a catcher. Um, and I mean, that is kind of what we expected from him. And the fact he's kind of, had a stretch like that. The other thing with them, um, which is maybe slightly more niche to be bothered about at this stage, but they've also got some of their prospects in the minors who are popping. Which, um, yeah. Uh, is it Grayson Rodriguez? Yeah, I want to say, I want to say yes, but I, I looked into it a few weeks ago and just like, yeah, it's, sometimes it seems to happen with an organization. Um, in contrast, like obviously, have followed the Giants' farm a bit more closely. Like their farm has just sort of nothing's really gone right for it. Like Luciano's been injured. Other guys have had like slight step backs and stuff. And yeah. so it's like the major league success is backed up by the next guys coming through a like, lot on the way. And there was uh, over the weekend. Yeah, I want to say it was the president. It might have been the owner. I can't remember. I should be able to remember. I should probably have written it down. But they said about. Like we're ready to basically spend on the team this off season. Is it? This is not just. We're not just a low payroll franchise now. 
yeah, basically they're actually going to try for it, which is kind of ridiculous. The AL, how uneven the AL is. Talk about the central is like, I mean the, so the Rays are like might not make yeah. postseason. They're sixty and fifty three. They're not bad. I mean, they're maybe kind of. I kind of expect them to be a bit better than that. Maybe. Obviously, the Blue Jays coming through with their young players and they're like spending money and stuff. Is that what you have another team added to that? And it's not like the Red Sox just. They're not going to tank it, are they? They're... No. So I don't. It's. Yeah, that. The argument for um, getting rid of divisions, I think, makes more sense in the American League, doesn't it? Like the National League, it's generally it's like fairly even anyway between the divisions. But it doesn't feel like kind of insane that you could have. I mean, I think if they were all in a a fifteen-team league now, that you might have like four yeah. of the five. Say next year, four of the top five could be the AL East. Yeah. Yeah, I mean to be honest, it actually it probably can't happen because they play each other so much. But just looking at win totals, that that is close to that. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess I I mean I can't do the exact maths quickly enough, even though I've got the uh, strength schedule stuff up on the screen. Um, I guess if they all like didn't lose to teams outside the division, maybe you could just about do that. And like the Astros beat up the Mar- yeah, like the Mariners, it stuff. maybe it could it. just about happen. That would set off the anti-expanded yeah, playoffs, here, wouldn't it? If a fourth place team got into the wild card. Yeah, but but then you couldn't really argue. You'd be playing it, like six hundred like yeah. place, but they're like five fifty or something. So, um, but yeah, it's. It's going to be, it's like close. I mean, it's difficult to say really out of all these <clears throat> teams, like who is going to be or who's not going to be. Because um, they're all so close. It's not really like there's, it's a competition between two or three teams. It's like all, at this stage, the, all of them the guys finish in, the in any order. play each other so but, much. Yeah. They're going to move around. So you've got Mariners, Blue Jays, Rays, Orioles, White Sox, and Twins. Three of those six, and I couldn't tell you which ones, to be honest. Yeah, it's, it's set up to be really, really interesting down the stretch. Yeah. Tampa Bay played Boston nine times. Baltimore played Boston ten times. That might be the difference. Although Toronto only played six bad, times. So. Toronto and the Orioles play each other 13 times yet. There is currently two. Uh, no, there's three between those two in the uh, loss. But that's the sort of things you look at that as like there's three between them in the loss column at the moment. They play each other for two weeks of the remainder of the season. Two weeks of that is the Orioles against the Blue Jays. Yeah. Yeah, that's ridiculous. So good like that. They're basically two weeks straight. Yeah, that is proper baseball nonsense, that isn't it? These teams are going to just play each other every day for two weeks, effectively. Yeah, I mean, it is exciting. I, I think I don't know. I mean, as we were saying a minute ago, it depends on the kind of how it falls. 
But previous seasons, this part of the season has just felt like a dead period. The, yeah, the post-trade well, deadline kind bit. of slumber. Yeah, where stuff is just going in a certain direction, it seems like it's just what's going to happen. But there, yeah, there's a lot going on and a lot to like play for still. And yeah, there's more teams involved. Although, and I guess the extra spot does kind of bring that into play, doesn't it? It will um, keep it alive later as well. Is it's basically insurance against like yeah. a couple of them getting really on a hot run and pulling up like the Braves have done. Yeah, because you, you may end up yeah, out of these six, one or two of them end up like going off. Get, like, the almost Braves have done over the last couple of months is they've left. almost got to the point where it's like they're, they're a lock. Yeah. Yeah. I think we've covered um, it, haven't we? Yeah. Yeah, I think we should wrap up there. So, um, yeah, that that yeah. is wrapped. This is us wrapping up. Yeah. Bye. Goodbye.